My name is Jackie and um, as you know I've got this new hobby and um, I'm really pleased with it because um, I'm not a poet by any means and um, I think that this has happened for a particular reason to get the story out um, about Esther um, so that people can um, understand first of all the story um, but in a poem fashion. I'm not going to say it rhymes perfectly because I don't think it does but um, I've done it in the way that I feel um, would be you know quite interesting actually so I'm hoping you'll you'll join me and listen to this poem many have been called and few are chosen now the parables make sense many still doomed for destruction believing in the nonsense but let's go back in time to the cunning villain called Haman Esther was the niece of a man called Mordecai so let's get the story going now, the curious thing about this story is that there's no mention of the, of the anointed one. The bread of life never mentioned once, but you'll see how the glory goes to God. Now, I can see that we are born for a time like this. Just read Esther 4.14. A book I found hard to digest at first, but now the words are slowly unfolding. Now, it actually seems, and I've heard people say, there are more interesting facts to this book. A clue to the rapture? God's always working. Just read it. Have a look. Now we know that God is awesome, and I'm not going back to the life I had before because I know God has my back. Haman said unto the king, sorry, I can't pronounce the king's name, but Haman wasn't pleased and had permission to set up his twisted game. Could you imagine everyone destroyed in one single day just because Mordecai bowed not, just like some of us are doing today? Now, one could argue, and many have said, that we are not in that position now, but if you don't take that mark, you can't buy or sell. So will you be bowing down? Now, it may not be exactly the same because we go through different trials, but the ending is the same. Read on and you'll soon find out. Now, I read Esther again. Now, this is not something I usually do, but I didn't quite get the story so that I could write this poem for you. At first this book seemed quite honestly boring, but then as I started to read the story, just a little confusing, but suddenly the scriptures were speaking to me. I'm not going to quote all the scriptures, that's up to you to go and read. The clues are definitely here though, and I hope you can still keep up with me. Thank you Holy Spirit for guiding me and helping me with this poem. I pray that those will see what it is that I'm actually doing. You see, Haman saw that Mordecai, stubborn as he may have appeared, but not disobedient as Lot's wife. Now here's where the reality hit me. At first, Esther hid her identity, although she was proud of being a Jew. After all, she became Queen Esther. She knew what to do. We make decisions sometimes strange, but okay in the spirit of time. I should know my dad lost a bet and we've lost our second house. So our next door neighbor won the bet over a stupid, ridiculous joke. Dad drunk too much and all the time mum knew they were unequally yoked. So, going back to the story with the king's wife, Vashti. She refused to parade, but the king wanted to show off her beauty. Now, Vashti was also drunk. The king wants a new queen. The king held a beauty pageant, and guess what? Esther wins. So, Esther becomes new queen. God's purpose slowly unfolds. What was next to come? Remember, God is in control. Mordecai asked Esther to speak to the king. He persuaded her and told her that she was possibly born for a time like this. So Esther took a risk and prayed and asked the people to fast. And after three days and nights, she took it upon herself. 
People are pointing to position. Now we know God's in control. God is behind the scenes, although his name is not mentioned at all. Now Esther became the new queen of Persia. Later Mordecai just happens to overhear. A conversation with two royal guards plotting to kill the king. But does Mordecai get the credit for saving the king's life? Not now, so it seems, but I won't spoil the surprise. The king asked everyone to bow down. As I said, Mordecai refused. Haman was angry and he found out that Mordecai was indeed a Jew. So Haman got permission. The king gave him a signet ring that signified Haman's authority and trusted by the king. To destroy the Jewish people, and ridiculous as this sounds, but God was listening as Haman continued his devious plans. So Haman decides to destroy God's people and decides to set a date. Throwing the dice back then known as Purim, boy, Haman, he was full of rage. So unknown to the king and on the roll of a die, Esther made her plans. She plotted and planned, knew that she could perish, but she knew she had to carry this out. At the first banquet, Haman gets drunk. He sees Mordecai in the street. He became indignant and fumed with anger. That night, the king couldn't sleep. So back to the story when the king was restless. He remembered how Mordecai saved his life. Just after someone read him Chronicles, he didn't know that Esther had anything to hide. To approach the king, dreading the 13th day of Adar. She knew she could face certain death according to the Persian law. She hoped to reverse the decree. She could no longer remain silent. She was born for a time like this, no time to be complacent. Now, on the second day, the king had a lot to drink. The steak Haman made for Mordecai isn't what you think. A decree the king had earlier signed could not be changed. Now we know God always has a plan, but we know God plans a way out. So God provided a way. Haman was impelled instead, and crazy as it sounds, but too much wine, <laughs> Esther was favoured. It's like a good story in a film or a book. It's not just about acting. It's the hard work that goes behind the scenes that makes this story truly exciting. Just like with Daniel when he was thrown in the lion's den, the three hoodlums set up a trap that caused their own deaths instead. Just wait to see what happens next, as this really surprised me. I usually see things coming, but this you wouldn't believe. So now don't worry to see what happens next as I know that God is in control. I read the word, put on my armour, and I just let the truth be told. So to make the conclusion, now that you have all the facts, the moral of this story, just know that God truly has your back. Yes, we know the times are hard and it's really easy to give in, but we can't see all things. God is working all the time and we know that God has won the victory. So it's time to get a backbone. We know that God is in the midst Pray to the Lord to take us home, but know that we were born and chosen for a time like this.